0: All right, let's get this thing rolling. Dude, I'm making a podcast right now. What do you want to make? It's Camp Citrus, the podcast. Let's make something. We can do this every Wednesday. It's like an audio art show. Let's get creative. think it's starting all right man we back at it again episode 14 Camp citrus the podcast we do it it's Wednesday it's out um just want to say thank you to everyone listening thank you to everyone who has listened thank you even if this is an old podcast and you went back and listened to it and, and, and I'm on episode 100. But you're just now listening to episode 14. Thank you. This may apply to you. I don't know. I'm specifically speaking to you right there. You. You the man or woman or whoever you are. Thank you for listening. And I also want to thank my wife in particular this week because uh, she's for all the support and the help and the time that she allows me to uh, do this kind of stuff. Do the other Camp Citrus stuff. Take these classes. Make these t-shirts. Take up the entire kitchen table. uh, Leave my stuff out overnight. Come back the next day. My stuff's still there. Uh, I just appreciate it. Thank you to my wife. You are a sweetheart. And uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad I found you. Uh, Like I said... It's the Camp Citrus, the podcast, episode 14. You can um, follow me on Twitter or Instagram, at Camp Citrus. If you have a complaint or a recommendation or an idea or an episode you want me to do or something you want me to talk about or you wrote a short story or you have something you want to contribute to the podcast, which I highly recommend, um, hit me up on Gmail. That's uh, CampCitrus at com, And I look forward to hearing from you. And I really appreciate you listening. Um, contact me. If you can't remember that email and you do follow me on Instagram, just DM me or link up with me on Twitter or uh, try to use like mind control or find a psychic that can you know process something through the I don't know you know, just just get up with me somehow some way you know shoot a flare um you know whatever you got to do man I'm around but um oh yeah check out campcitrus.com that's like the website that does it all so camp citrus is really just like a thing I'm trying to do It's like a little project, side project, passion project. I started uh, during the pandemic just to kind of keep me busy. And now it's kind of more and more growing, growing. And uh, um, this week I'm going to be putting the hats up there. So there's a limited supply of hats, but I did get some hats and they're they're super awesome. Um, They look great. Uh, Check those out. I'll probably put those up there. If not... On Wednesday, they'll be up Thursday morning, first thing. Um, Or Wednesday night is usually when I get out there. Um, Shirts are coming. Uh, I do... The biggest thing about doing these shirts and all that stuff, everybody keeps asking about shirts. I have made some shirts, like I said, on the last podcast. It's kind of like a prototype, a testing of colors and different kinds of shirts and all that stuff. But... It is just me, and I'm not trying to take out a bank loan to do this stuff. I'm just kind of rocking it as I get the idea and I get things done. It's just kind of like small batch, uh, one-time runs, and um, they're coming, but it's kind of like I'm kind of just doing this whole thing paycheck by paycheck. And um, so, you know, I might get like... I don't know, let's say 20 shirts this week. And then I'll put the design on the shirt. It's all handmade by me. One guy. It's a one-man show over here. So give me a break. But like I was saying, you know, I might get 20 shirts. So I'll get like, I don't know, five large blue, five large black, five extra large blue, five extra large black. If you want like a medium, just hit me up. I just gave you all the information the easiest way to contact me is gmail, campcitrus at gmail.com. But um, yeah, so I got only, I'm only i getting like small amounts and then I just make those and I'll put them up. Uh, I think eventually the kind of way I'm leaning towards this working is like possibly I can put up one new item every week. And there may only be like 10 or 20 of them. But I mean, that's just, just how it's going to be until um there's like a large enough demand for me to do more, so because it's like out of pocket for me, and like I said, I'm not trying to like uh take out a loan or anything, I'm just kind of doing small amounts um because it's it's not like it's not like if I get a hundred that i don't I want it to be fresh, you know what I'm saying I don't want them to sit around, I don't have the space in my studio for these things to just sit there so it's like we're doing them small they're gonna come out keep checking the website um t-shirts are coming I have some t-shirts these are like basically like I said prototypes that I'm kind of just giving away um if you really want one of those uh hit me up uh I can probably figure out a way to get it to you With that being said, you know the CampCitrus.com. I'm always constantly working on that. The gallery is up. uh, I'm always adding pictures to that. Uh, That is like one of my favorite things to do, man. Is just ride around the city on my bike and slap stickers up and take a picture of it. I uh, I recently posted a picture on Instagram where I had uh, I rented an electric bike from the city. And rode that around the greenway and i was putting stickers everywhere uh or someone was putting stickers everywhere i don't i don't know if there's like if that's allowed or not but yeah i always noticed there were camp citrus stickers on the greenway and um let's take a picture of those and uh that'll ele- dude, those electric bikes are, are dope man they are dope like uh I, I rent them all the time. I got the little uh, key fob on my keychain. I can just walk up to it, put it on there, pull it off the rack. Uh, in my city, in Raleigh, they're two dollars an hour uh, for the first hour. I don't even know how much they are after that. I don't, it's real cheap. I think it's like a dollar an hour after that. But they are so much fun. I think last last week I rode like 25 miles. I barely broke a sweat, and and believe me, it's hot here. But because I was on the Greenway, a lot of shade. Um, right next to the creek or river. And it's just stayed cool. I loved it. It's so much fun. So uh, I went out and got one. I got an electric bike now to add to my collection of bicycles. I now have an electric bike and it is so dope. Oh my God. Shout out to Rad Power Bikes, man. Uh, if you are interested in getting an e-bike, look into... um. Rad power bikes at first. I really didn't know how I was going to feel about that because uh, You know you ride a bike to get exercise and I Don't know. It's just something uh, really um, What am I trying to say it's almost like when I get on my Regular pedal bike and I go on these trails and I go on these long rides and I get going. It's like my mind escapes but the e-bike is a bit different, man, where I can just use it almost, like, functionally. Like, I can go to the farmer's market and get some fresh fruit and vegetables. And I'm real quick without breaking a sweat and, and get back home. And I just love it, man. It is awesome. Rad Power Bikes. I got the Rad Runner. I'm really impressed with it. It's it's awesome. I highly... Uh, shout out to Rad Power Bikes again, man. That place... It's making some killer bikes so much fun. I just got the like standard issue um little rad runner, no accessories yet. And I've only had it two days and I I love it, man. It's so much fun. I mean the city bikes are fun too, but they're a little uh clunky and, and I don't know. I just got my own now, man. I'm cruising. So if you are in Raleigh, North Carolina, keep your eye out. I'm, I'm cruising out here, man. I, I love it. It's so much fun. I'm still gonna ride my other bikes, but uh, f- I think Saturday mornings are gonna be e bike, e bike mornings right there. I can't wait to get this thing uh, out and out and about and go see what it can really do. So check that out if you uh, have any interest in um, e bikes, man. Rad power bike. I highly recommend it. I got it because it was like one of the highest rated, and um, my wife allowed me to get it. She she really encouraged me to get it, uh, almost like a gift. I, I I thank you again to my wife and, and Rad Power Bikes. I'm kicking it, man. I love it. Uh, I'm going to put that on Instagram at some point. I'm not going to put it up yet because it's late at night, and I don't want to take a picture of it in the dark. That doesn't really make sense. Um some new so I was working on that skateboard. I got the idea the idea is down uh I just gotta do it it shouldn't shouldn't be uh shouldn't be long before it's digital and I send off the idea to get made. I just haven't quite finished it, and I wanna really have it look the way I want before I get it done so skateboard idea that's coming along and I'm uh, thinking about doing some short stories. I- I'm really into short stories right now. Uh, I've been reading, uh, all- I know some of you might be like, why are you reading this? But Woody-, Woody Allen has a bunch of books that are like short stories and they're really good. I don't know, I have a couple of them so I've been reading those uh, at lunch and um, they're great. It's kind of inspired me to maybe start writing my own again. I used to write a bunch of short stories and I really, it's fun. They're short, they're easy. Uh, it's really awesome. I, uh, I could get into that and tell you how I do it or what the um, internet says about how to do it, but it's pretty simple, man. You just kind of got to come up with an idea and put it on paper. That, that's pretty much the gist of a short story. You need. Uh, beginning and an end and maybe something has to happen not even necessarily uh, get some characters maybe build those a little bit you don't even really have to do that I mean you know you got Quentin Tarantino and stuff that leave major chunks out of his movies and it's, they're some of the best in the in the video store so you know I, there I, like I said there's no rules to it Just uh, really the biggest thing is putting pen to paper or uh, keyboard to screen. However you do it, do it. You just got to show up, do it. And uh, I think that's something I'm going to start doing. Uh, Maybe I could write. uh, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself, but maybe I could write one short story a month, and then I could just read that off. That could almost be like an extra podcast. So instead of you know, one a week, Every month, maybe one week, you get two. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. But that's that's kind of like a dream I have that might be able to work out. I really do love writing short stories, and um, I have a bunch of them. I just cannot get access to them because, like I said, they're on an old computer, and ah, it's just it's a pain. And I don't, I don't know. It would really bother me. Also, it's almost like. Um, a fear that I get all of this computer hooked up and then they suck or they're unfinished or the thought is like left the building or they're timed out or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of want to just do a a new set and then uh, say I get like 12 of them, maybe maybe see if I can get that published into a book or maybe get one of them published in a magazine or, um, you know... I got goals, man. Trying to try to hit these goals. Uh, I ain't no slack, man. So uh, one thing I would like—I'm not like um, putting any pressure on the listener if you do listen to this. But if you can write a short story or send me ideas, and I'll finish your idea. Uh, let's do some short stories, man. I'll I'll read yours. Uh, I'll do mine, read mine. Um, even if you just have an idea, like, you know, someone gets a phone call and, you know, they can't believe their best friend got murdered. I don't know. I, you know, I'm just, I don't even know. Or whatever. Uh, if you have an idea for a short story, email me, DM me. Uh, you can even go to the website and uh, put it in there however you want to do it I'll get the information and I'll write the short story or read yours Um, you know even if you don't have a short story but you have like a song or um, a movie script or a poem or a picture a photograph I don't care uh, send it to me and I'll get it out there if if it's um, not too offensive or you know don't send me trash uh no pressure i'm not trying to call you know like don't get worried if it's somewhat good you know i'll put it out there but if it's highly offensive or you're just um just trying to be super negative or you know play some type of uh prank on me and have me read some garbage i I can't really do that um You know, I'm not calling any artwork garbage, but it's got to go through my team of people, and uh, we'll see we'll see what makes the cut. But send me some stuff if you. I want to do short stories. I don't know when my first one is going to be brought to light, but hopefully, man, episode 20 that could be a good one. Hopefully, episode 20 will be like a big celebration podcast. I don't know. Uh, We'll see what happens, but. Short stories. That's something I'm really, really interested in right now and working on, because I obviously don't have enough stuff going on. I want to add another task to my, uh, to my agenda here. But yeah, if uh, you can write a short story, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. And uh, or if you send me an idea, I'll, I'll write the story. I don't know. Uh, if you have trouble with like an idea or need inspiration. Uh, one thing you could do, man, is just like find, uh, find an Instagram picture and try to like explain maybe what happened before that picture was taken or, uh, read a newspaper article and then try to, um, you know, tell what happened after that article or think about your favorite movie and try to do like a sequel or, um, Just write a story about your best friend, or a story that happened to you, or a memory you have, or a dream you had, or um, what, you know, like your favorite song is, and what uh, you think happened to that artist to write that song. I don't know. I'm just rambling here, man. I'm just trying to give you some type of idea of what you could do. I know at some point I really do want to write like a novel and I have so many notes for this, but I don't know how to write it because it's, it's, it's not like of mice or men. It's more like old school. And, uh, I, I just don't know that that comedy really relays into words in a book, but I do have about a half a notebook full of notes for this uh book i I I really wanna write. But I'm in no rush. So don't don't ask me next week where my novel is. Uh this'll come out when I turn like eighty. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man, but I, I do have an idea. I don't wanna tell you what it's about because I know half of y'all would just jack my idea and um you know, just start writing my idea no i'm just joking but i don't want to tell you what it's about yet uh maybe i'll write a short story about that novel idea i don't know but i don't know man goals are goals and it's good to have goals so i i guess i could break down let me look up on the internet how to write a short story and see what it says all right man it says first find an idea now that's pretty obvious you need to find an idea. All right, number 2. Come up with your story structure. Uh I'm not even sure what that means, but I would imagine it has some idea of plotting the events and building your characters. I know in short stories though you do have to move fast because you're trying to get so much information into like a small story. So I do, I took a class in college about this. So I briefly remember some of the things I know you, you should know where your end is and start close to your end. That helps a lot. Um, let's see what it says. Just come up with the framework is basically what it says, I guess. uh, you really need a well-developed main character and one big event. That's like, I guess the important things that this internet article is saying about the structure. Uh, Number three, capture your reader with a strong opening. So yeah, like I said before, you could just be like, uh, I don't know, just off the top of my head. uh, Paul awoke and wiped his eyes to see that the phone was ringing at 3 a.m. As he picked up the phone to a voice he hadn't heard in years, His his childhood friend explained how his cousin had died something like that, you know, like, like, whoa, what happened, like, this, who is Paul, and what is his childhood friend's cousin doing, you know, like, yeah, how did he die, I don't know, you want to just captivate people, so, you know, that was a okay example, I guess, but, I mean, that was literally, like, just off the top of my brain, so, you know, you just want to, uh, really get the, the reader engaged, I guess, is, is the, is the, the thing that, uh, is important. It says uh start with an action. Starting with a bang. That's kind of what I was saying, I guess. Start with some insight. Um A hook. Or an obtuse word. Like, um... I guess Virginia Woolf open with the, opens with the line. Mrs. Dalloway says she would buy the flowers herself. So... I guess you're already wondering who this Mrs. Dalloway is and why she has to buy the flowers herself. You know, you want to just leave it like on a cliff. Like you want you want like I said with Quentin Tarantino, you want to leave the audience uh wondering always. That's like very key to everything you should ever do is uh never give away too much information because people People love to wonder, man. All right. Um... It says, start with an... image. Um... Uh, the example given in this internet article... says... The morning of June 27th was clear and sunny... with the fresh warmth of a full summer day. The flowers were blossom- blossoming profusely... and the grass was richly green. Uh... A lot of this just seems pretty obvious, like how you use words. But, you know, there are no rules. You don't have to follow any of this, man. If if you really want to challenge, write a story with no characters and uh, see if you can do that. I don't know. It says, step four, write drunk, metaphorically. Um, I guess that's like... I I guess what they're implying here is like you just write everything down and then you go back and edit it out later. So you just kind of like write every thought you have and then later on come back and um, edit out what you don't need. It's kind of like in comedy, you know, like you know you you have all these jokes. Like if you're an open micer, you write a set that lasts three minutes which is really tough but then if as you could keep going on they say hey we want you to do five minutes you kind of just take that same joke if you can and kind of like expand it a little bit and then eventually they say hey can you do seven minutes and then you might be able to either add another joke and, and, and expand that or expand that original joke like you could just take yeah like I was saying you could take a novel and break it down into a short story or uh take a short story and make it into a novel. I mean, you see this all the time with like um you know there's full length movies based on short stories, so somebody's taking the time to really figure out how to do that um step five hit them with a strong ending. I feel like that's kind of like a no brainer you know everything's the the ending's gotta Got to conclude the story, so you want it to be good. But, um, yeah, yeah, and that's another thing I will say, too. Like, you could, how many times have you, like, watched a movie and the ending just, like, ruin it all? You don't want that. That's, That's terrible. Nobody likes that. When the ending doesn't really conclude strong it it, it could ruin the whole thing so you you got to have a great ending uh let's see what it says because the only thing is like you know like comedy you know um the the surprise of the joke is the best like you know so you either you have to have like a twist or let's see what it says um when you get to the end of, end of the story, don't just dash off and be done with it. Uh, there are countless ways to finish the story. Well, let's see what they are. Come on. Da-da-da-da-da. Tell what has changed about the character. Um, has our understanding of the character changed? Uh, it doesn't really say much, but, I mean, you know, you just finish strong. Like with everything, you know, finish strong. You, you don't want to uh, put in your two weeks at work because you got a new job and then, you know, go in and be a slack uh, or a slouch. You know, you finish strong with everything you do, man. Uh, no matter what it is, finish strong. But especially if you're writing a short story, I say it's pretty important to finish strong. All right. What else does it say? Step six. Oh, man, there's a lot of steps in these short stories, you know. Make sure every sentence earns its keep. Um, That sounds like just make sure you revise your story. Uh, That's another one where, like, because it's writing and, you know, your audience is reading every word. Like, again, back to the comedy reference, like... One word could change everything. So it is really important, I guess, when you're editing to... Um, if you don't like the sentence, you either need to change the sentence or just take it out completely or find, yeah, find another way to say it. And that could go, I guess, with the whole paragraphs. Like, if it's if it's not needed information or it's too much information like I say you want the audience to wonder so you don't have to you don't have to go into to every detail and if you know Peggy's sister isn't included in any other part of the story then why are you writing two paragraphs about how she likes her coffee you know like just take that out you know so every sentence earns its keep let's see what they say they basically say uh Edgar Allan Poe once said a short story must have a single mood, and every sentence must build toward it. Huh. I I would have never thought about that, but that is definitely true. You're trying to build a mood. Um. Ah. Eh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, also there's there's no rules, so uh you know you really want to edit and and be. Be kind of hard on yourself, you know. If it's not worth it, just uh, get it out of here. And if you are unsure, just have someone else read it. And then they, uh, they'll they tell you what sucks and what, what to keep and what to take out. Um, you could always pay someone to edit it if you don't want the opinions of your friends. I know a lot of people don't do any type of artwork because they're so like nervous about their friends seeing it and their opinions. But... Uh, that's just silly, especially, I don't know, whatever. So, that's pretty much the end of the article here, saying um, what, how to write a short story. I would say just the, just get a pen and start writing. The end, man. I mean, it's either gonna be Scribble scrabble or it's gonna be a short story. And you know, I'm not I'm not trying we're not trying to like win a golden globe or I don't even know what are those gold stars they put on books. We're not trying to win one of those. Like this isn't we're not no one's putting there's no pressure. It's just writing a short story. Like, you know, just see if you can do it. That's the that's the thing. I don't know how many words a short story is. I don't know, uh Like I said, I don't know any structure to this. I mean, everybody knows like you got to have some type of climax and all that. But do you? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that for everything you say that you got to have, there's a short story out there that's great that doesn't have it. So just, like I said, show up and do it. And then at the end, we'll see what you got. All right? I guess that's enough about short stories. I didn't really mean to go into all that, but... I did. I mean, the podcast. I, I gotta fill this time, so you know we're gonna talk about everything. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no downtime on the podcast. You know what I mean? All right. Another thing that is crazy to me in this art world we live in is, I guess, some guy. I don't know if he found it or if he had it or if he stashed it or if it was stolen and he got into possession, but the Leonardo da Vinci three inch sketch of a bear head popped up and this dude took it to Christie's auction house and it sold for more than $12 million. Which, I'm not against it. Leonardo da Vinci is not around. I think there's, like, maybe eight sketches that he did that are around, period. So, and he ain't making anymore. So, like, I can't really blame. Yeah, I mean, Leonardo da Vinci, first of all, is, like, one of my favorite artists. Or not even artists, just, like, people. He, like, I really enjoyed his... uh work when we did art history class and stuff he was diverse he didn't just do one type of thing you know he wasn't he wasn't like a just doing acrylic or just painting ceilings or just you know inventing new war machines this guy did it all so he's a pretty interesting guy i can't hate on leonardo da vinci i mean that dude there was a mutant turtle that they named after this guy so you know he he, he pulled his weight, you know, don't hate on Da Vinci, man. But a post-it note size sketch, $12 million, sold by Christie's. If you don't know what Christie's is, they're like an auction house. Um, I, found, I feel like when I say that, if you, don't know, if you don't know what this is, it's like a VH1 pop-up video, you know. like Here's a little interesting fact. Christie's is an auction fat auction, auction auction Christie's Christie's. Tell about where I get my pancakes from? No, bro. This is an art auction house. There's one in Britain. No, is it? No, man. There's one in London and one in New York. But it is a Britain auction house. I think it started in Britain. I don't. I don't know. Is London, London is in Britain. Man, what am I talking about? So there's one in London and there's one in New York City. And in 2015, man, I'm assuming, I'm not really sure, but I'm assuming that they deal the most high profile art in the world, period. Like it basically, if you have, I don't know, let's just say you're cleaning your apartment and you find a three-inch Leonardo da Vinci sketch of a bear head, you got to get in touch with Christie's. Like, you don't go on eBay. You don't try to find your friend Paul who does real estate, like, to sell it. You got to go to these people, Christie's. Like, they deal with this kind of stuff. So, like, basically, they deal with all the art. Like, you know, Basquet, Banksy, all that stuff runs through Christie's auction house. These dudes said in 2015 they sold seven point four billion dollars in art. This one little auction house. Seven point four billion dollars went through this auction house. It's two thousand that was 2015. So six years later is where we're at now, 2021. And in in June, they have already done three point five billion in the first half of the year. So they're like on track to to be the highest year of art art sales in the world ever. I think I would. I guess I, I don't know why you listen to this. I I don't do like half the research I should. But so <laughs> so. Christie's, yeah, they're about to like top off with the highest art sales ever recorded in the world because of like the NFTs and this Da Vinci Um Cause you know I think like that guy Beeple he was like the first guy that really sold an NFT his sold for like four hundred million I mean I don't know, there's been a lot of art this year that was high dollar. Good God, man. Like I said last podcast, Biden's little boy is about to come out with some stuff. Uh, Who knows what that's going to go for. But he's getting a lot of bad press for that. Good God. I don't know what to tell you, Biden. I mean, you know, it hits you out of thin air. You want to be an artist, do you? Um... So that's that's Christie's and and the Da Vinci, three inch. Um, oh, one thing that today is the uh, second Tuesday in July, and I, I don't know if you know this. I just kind of stumbled upon this, but the second Tuesday in January, April, July, and October is Portfolio Day, which means I guess all these artists go onto social media and put their artwork out, and they hashtag it "Portfolio Day," and basically they're just like looking for work. Um, so like, yeah, it's like basically a bunch of creatives trying to find work, and um, you go on social media and you put hashtag Portfolio Day, but I understand. Like, I'm not interested in that really. I don't. I don't, I mean it's not a bad idea more power to you Uh, if you are interested in it, I'm just giving you this information so you can do it but more importantly like you should go on social media and check out that hashtag because there is a lot of amazing art under that hashtag hashtag portfolio day is phenomenal especially uh, on those second Tuesdays so the next one after this week, will be in October. I'll remind you, hopefully, probably not, but um, <laughs> hashtag Portfolio Day, second Tuesday in October. It's it's going to be crazy. people. I mean, people come out of like, these people have been under rocks, right? Just doing work, just doing work, just doing work. And then on the second Tuesday of October, they're going to pop up. And just put all their artwork out on the, on the internet. And you can check it out. And it'll just be like, you know, hey, I'm looking for freelance work to do comic books. And they'll have, you know, eight pictures of uh, comic books they did themselves that are just unbelievable. I mean, phenomenal, bro. So check that out. And uh, one thing I was going to talk about as well, this... Uh, this evening on this podcast is uh, if you are going photog- to photograph your your artwork, um, I got a few tips for that. That's something I've always struggled with because I always like put it on a table and then stand over it and try to take a picture of it. But then you're casting shadows and you're not really getting the proper lighting. And I'm not a photographer. Um, most people are not photographers. And, you know, even if you own a $5,000 camera, that doesn't make you a photographer. Um, so I do have some tips for that. And it's really simple, man. I'll break this down real quick for you. If you want to photograph your artwork or uh, even artwork that's not yours or you are a photographer and you've never done, you only do, um, you know, yearbook pictures, but you want to do some artwork here's how you do it. And this is more for like people on my level who aren't uh equipped with all this equipment that uh some people seem to have. I don't know. But what you do is <laughs> step one hang the artwork on the wall in a room with some windows because natural light is the best light. That's a no-brainer. Uh put it in a room with windows but you want to hang it on the wall that's important that's something where i did not realize um you want to make sure it's lit properly so even if you have it in a room with windows that might work that that might be enough light but you could always take it outside but you want indirect light that's another thing i didn't really know so An overcast day or a cloudy day is actually best, which sounds crazy, but believe me, I put in the research. I've uh, tested these ideas, and they they do work. So an overcast day or a cloudy day with indirect light is best. You could also go on a sunny day, and um, you can use, like, a shower curtain lining like those clear shower curtains that kind of like fog out the light and hold that over the direct sun that'll work um you could always like almost get into like if it is a sunny day you could find a spot where you get indirect light it may not be as easy as you think but it is possible so um one way to just test around is like use your phone like put your artwork here and then take a picture, see what it looks like. Then go, you know, I I do all of my photography on my phone anyways, because it's convenient for me. But if you, um, are going to do it inside, like let's say you have a deadline and it's already midnight and you can't go outside because it's dark. Then you could put it in a room and, uh, you can get like two lights, like you can even use like desk lights or those clamp on lights and put them at a 45 degree angle on each side of the artwork, going at the artwork almost like an X, where the artwork is in the middle and both lights are halfway between the artwork and the camera. So, you know, you might have your artwork on the wall, your camera. Almost against the other wall and then the lighting in the middle of the room. That's the best way I could really say it in an audio podcast. Um, But yeah, at a 45 degree angle, that's going to like eliminate some of the shadows and stuff. You don't really want shadows and you want the painting to be hung at the level of the camera. If you don't have a tripod um get a desk or table or chair or something to set the camera on, even if you're using your phone like I would be and uh i mean if you have all the equipment, then you probably already know what to do, but if you don't if the lighting is too strong, once again you could use like a shower curtain uh to 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 block the high beams of the light like if you're getting hot spots on the on the picture when you on the artwork when you're taking the picture then you you could block out some of that light even with like clear plastic or i don't know uh you know like a shower curtain or there's there's ways to block out that light um Even use a sheet. You could even use a sheet to like block out some of that light. But another thing that's real important is um, or I found to be easy is uh, once you do have your phone at the right height, set a timer on your phone and, you know, use that because then you won't be shaking the camera at all with your hand or anything. I use my phone, so I don't really have to. adjust the ISO or the uh, f-stop uh, the ISO is like basically if you have a digital camera you can adjust the ISO and that's uh, kind of like the speed that the shutter closes or opens and closes and uh, you you really want it to be slow like a low ISO will give you the best picture for artwork and uh, there's a thing called f-stop Which is like, it's kind of like, tells the lens how wide, I think, or how big it opens. And that one, you want that one to be uh, high. So you want a high, open lens with a slow shutter speed. But, you know, if you're using your phone, none of that really matters. And uh, like I said, set a timer on your phone that's really going to make it uh, your hand not flawed by movement or even like, I mean, you don't know. It, you might move just enough where you breathe and, and it screws everything up. Um, you really, too, want to get the entire artwork in the frame uh, with a little bit more than the artwork because you can always edit that out. In the end, You can when you crop, you can just crop it. And then have your artwork um you know be the only thing in the picture. It once you get the good picture, it's pretty much common sense how to get it. I mean, and, and now they have all the editing software like you could even use Instagram, it's already on your phone. I don't know if you have a Samsung or a um iPhone or whatever, but if you are using that, I mean there's so much technology already in that phone. You could always get like Photoshop and which is probably the best for uh editing photos. I mean, clearly, but you don't even like you know, you don't have to do that. You could probably just use Instagram. I mean, if you had to. But uh there's just some tips that I have for you if you are gonna take a picture of your artwork, because that is something I noticed this week that I, I kinda struggle with, but I'm not taking super professional pictures. I feel like if I'd made an artwork that did need, um, like I was going to make prints of, or I was going to put into a book, like a professional book or get into a magazine, I would hire someone to take the picture. I mean, that's just point blank, but you know, just for me putting it on my, uh, website or on instagram or whatever man i just take on my phone but i do try to make sure it's on the wall or uh that it's a good picture and that's that's really all that's you it's important and like i said too man i mean with all the technology on your phone you could basically like uh you can basically hack the picture to where it looks great so you know you do you these are just some tips i do uh appreciate you listening I'm gonna call it here. this is the end of the podcast and uh before we leave, I gotta recommend one thing. God, there's so many good things, man. This is one of the parts of the podcast that I do struggle with because there's so many things I enjoy, and there's so many things that I wanna share with you, but these hidden gems i uh I don't know I just i can just do one one a podcast for the uh you know, this is like uh, what they used to call it, like underground. <laughs> it's like just this is word of mouth of just things I enjoy. This one isn't even really like uh, this isn't even really one that is probably something you already watched or. But uh, the TV show is on HBO Max called Mayor of Easttown, not Mayor of Easttown. He's not the mayor, like the guy under the governor. It's not the mayor. It's mayor. Mayor. Like almost like a, what is that, like a horse? Mayor of Easttown. It's about a lady named Mayor. And she is a police officer in Pennsylvania somewhere. I guess Easttown, maybe. That might sound right. But uh, it's got Kate Winslet in it. And she's like the girl from Titanic. I don't know if you've ever seen Titanic. But if you haven't. You've probably seen that iconic scene where they uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and that girl at the front of the boat like pretending like they're flying, I think. I-, I didn't even see that movie. Actually, I saw some of it. I used to work at a movie theater, and it was playing when I worked there. But that has nothing to do with this show. But that would be a good show. Man, I had some fun there. But, yeah, Titanic is the girl... Or no, Kate Winslet is the girl from Titanic, and she is in this show called Mirror of East Town, and that show is great. I don't think there's going to be a second season. I'm pretty sure it's like one of those uh, limited series. It's on HBO Max. It's uh slightly depressing in the sense that like nothing really uh, great happens. It's all just like... It's like you find out one bad thing and then you're like, oh, that's terrible. And then another bad thing happens and you're like, oh my God. And then another bad thing happens and you're just like, geez, can this lady get a break? And then, you know, it just doesn't, it just kind of snowballs into like uh, her crying in a corner. But it's great TV. Like you should definitely check this out. I enjoyed it. It was amazing. It definitely wasn't one of those things I was like sat down and was like, I can't wait to watch this. It was just kind of one of those things I watched. And then I was like, holy cow, that was pretty good. So uh, I'm just passing that information on to you. It's called mayor of East town. You should check it out. Um, hidden gem. It's like the underground. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what they call it. What did they used to? Yeah, man, it's underground. uh, it's an underground show, man, but not really. It's really popular, I think, but it's real good. And Kate Winslet, she's amazing. Oh, but before I even, um, I hope I already didn't do this show, but uh, before I I, I get off of this subject, um, Jean Smart is in this show and uh, shout out to Gene Smart. That lady is having a great year. She's been in like three shows I've watched and all of them have been amazing. Uh, she's also in the show called hacks. I don't really want to get into that because that's probably going to be another hidden gem or underground show that I tell you about at some point. But, uh, yeah, if you get done with Mayor, Easttown, Mayor of Easttown, and you're like, man, what do I watch next? Watch Hacks, yo. Uh, Jean Smart's in both of them. And plays two totally different characters and nails them both. And uh, she was great on Designing Women. She's been, in everything she's done, she's been amazing. I love Jean Smart. Way to go, girl. You did it. And, you know, like... Um, I don't know, man. I just love to see these people like Betty White and Gene uh, Smart. I mean, it'd be amazing if, like, Annie Potts came back just on fire or, or Delta Burke came back and was just crushing it. And uh, I'm not even sure if, they're, if they've if they already passed, you know, rest in peace. But I, I just love it when these older people come back and have, like, amazing, uh, like, careers, man, you know. It was so great when Betty White hosted Saturday Night Live uh, at, like, I don't even know, like, how old was she then? Like, 90? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to, like, offend Betty White or put her down in any way because she is a hero, and uh, we all need to acknowledge that. But so is Jean Smart, and she's in Mayor of Easttown, and I just highly recommend that show. And Hacks. Don't sleep on Hacks. That's a great show. Uh, I don't want to compare them. But she's in both of them. Kate Winslet is in one of them. And you should check it out. That's enough on that. Good guy. I don't know why I rambled on about that. But look. That's it for the show. You guys. Be easy. Alright. Take care of yourself. See you again real soon, no doubt. Peace. Amen, Zion. One love. Keep it real and stay motivated. I'll see you in the streets. All right? All right. I hate to say it, but this is the end of another Camp Citrus, the podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been inspired to get out there and create something of your own. Feel free to send pictures of your artwork, stories, ideas, or questions to campcitrus at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow along on Twitter and Instagram, at Camp Citrus. And finally, we've made it easy for you to get all your Camp Citrus in one location, campcitrus.com. Be sure to check it out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again next Wednesday.